Welcome to another episode of Lyrically Provoked. I am your host, James Phillip. I take small pieces of song lyrics, parts of pop culture, and little pieces of literature, and give you some different ideas and thoughts that maybe the original author didn't intend. You can follow me on YouTube or Instagram at jamesphillip313, or download these anywhere podcasts are available. With that being said, let's jump on in. Today's song is We Got the Snowman. We are going to do a Jeezy song called Never Settle. I have roughly three different thoughts on some different lyrics throughout this song, so make sure you stay tuned in all the way to the end, because sometimes I come up with the best shit at last for some reason. But we are going to start off with just a hook where he goes, got two words for you, never settle. So... So many fucking ideas and thoughts that come to mind and the whole idea of just never settling. And I do believe in that, but sometimes that mentality will just fuck you up in life. And I ran into quite a few people, shit, they're still bouncing in and out of my life where you know they're 35, 40 years old and they're still single. And... Their excuses, I just, you know, bad luck or they can't find someone good enough. And they've actually raised the bar so high. It's, they're expecting someone that they don't even deserve. Because they think that their shit doesn't stink. Or they're the greatest, most immaculate fucking person on the planet. So, when you see these people that are 35, 40 years old and they're single, not by choice, but because they just can't find anybody... Sometimes I think the never settle mantra hurts them. Um, But if you tell them that, they kind of get pissed off and they don't want to hear it. But if you listen to my podcast, you do get the general theory of I like telling people the shit they don't want to hear. If you think about it, though, we all know one, two, three, four, five, six, many people that settled only to regret it. And, you know, I... Spend quite a bit of time mentoring people professionally and in their personal lives. And I constantly see where, you know, young love kills careers. And that'll be a whole other topic on another podcast I do called Live Hard. But not only does young love often kill careers, you see young love turn into a Molotov cocktail uh, about 10, 12, 15 years later. And... I I just had this conversation literally today, and it's what sparked this episode. But I was talking to someone that was going through a difficult time with the relationship. They just broke up, and this person had to ask someone to leave their home because they were living together. And he said something that I've always believed in, but people, they hear and they throw it out the fucking window. But he said it, and I got goosebumps. And he goes, James, my stock is still rising. And I'm like, you're motherfucking right it is. So I have this concept. It doesn't matter who you are, male, female, that doesn't go any which way. It's It goes every way. Who you are at 20 is not nearly as desirable as who you are at 25. And same thing applies that you're less desirable at 25 than you are at 30. Unless you're 25 and... You know, someone's like 40 years old and they just want to bang someone younger. But 
other than that small benefit, you know, you're still at 25, a pretty uninteresting person that doesn't know a whole lot about life. Sometimes things they know everything about life and they don't know shit. You haven't really figured life out. You don't know where you're going. You don't know what you want to do. Many people aren't that stable financially. And 25, still kind of out of college, maybe grad school, not taking life too seriously. And then, you know, by 30, you should have your shit together. You know what you want in life. You know who you are. You tend to become a more attractive person as you get a little bit older because you just know who you are. You're secure. You know what you want. And you've built a career and you know where you're going. And so I say, like, when he says my stock is still rising, you know, he's still in his late 20s and is just who he is as a person is evolving every day. He's becoming, you know, a more interesting person, fucking super nice guy, one of the most legit people on the planet. And his career is getting better. Everything about him is just getting better. So as everything gets better, he's able to attract a better mate, if that makes any sense. Obviously a far better mate than he would get at 20 or even 25 and, you know, 30 is kind of that sweet spot where I've got all my shit together and this is who I am. Now I can go seek some different people to be with in this world or maybe even find the one. The problem is like we want to like get locked down in our early 20s or mid 20s and you end up settling because you don't even know who you could have attracted once you got your shit together. Once you kind of figured out you got out of your parents house and you started to figure out who you were and what you liked in life and you never really gave that a full chance or at least you know some people did many people didn't and you start thinking about just attracting a mate what they're looking for and the stability and success and all these different things someone as a provider you know someone that's going to just be a good spouse and a good legit person you're not in like you know college mode still you're out of that whole shit and you're ready to just go live life and you realize the different kind of people you can attract as you get on a higher level the problem is we try to get locked down when we're like 22 25 years old and you can only get someone that's kind of at whatever level you're at right now and you don't think about who you could have attracted five years from now so i fucking love hearing him say you know my stock's still rising and any of my friends, doesn't matter who they are, I just I, I believe that. I'm, I'm looking at them and saying, look, you deserve better. Um, I, I do think the never subtle shit can hurt you when you get too big of an ego and you think you're just so fucking awesome. Look, no one's that awesome. Everyone does some dark shit. Everyone does some bad shit. Everyone hopefully does some good shit and they got these plus and minuses. There's no immaculate fucking person out there. But... The whole thought of never having to settle, you should apply that. It's just when. Is it at, when you're at 22, or you're 25, you're 30, and then, like, you know, unfortunately, if you're female, you get in your 30s and you want kids and the fucking clock's ticking. So it's like a whole different game for women versus men. You know, fucking dudes can, you know, wait till they're 50 years old and marry a 38 year old and have kids. And do they get to play a whole different game than, than women do? So. Which I often say, like, if you're if you're fucking around with some chick, don't waste her time. Because while you got unlimited time, not everybody does. And some people do want to have fucking kids out there. So it's just fucking shitty to string them along. That aside, that was one lyric that always, like, just struck with me. It's, if you're always going to settle for the bottom of everything, if 
You're going to settle for the bottom in relationships and the bottom in careers and the bottom of way your own family, your friends, or people treat you. And you're probably not going to be happy. So when I think of just never settling, I think about all walks of life and all things in life and all things in society. It's, are you just willing to tolerate a bunch of bullshit nonstop or will you hold yourself to a certain level and just say, maybe I deserve better. And I'm not saying never settle, but you need to have some fucking standard in your life. And you see these people that get wrapped up in careers and relationships and they just go like a decade and they, they're fucking miserable. And then you realize how hard it is to get out of that situation and you put yourself in. And, you know, maybe you settled, maybe that's what you deserved at the time. But at some point you got to wake up and say, I des at least deserve this. And if you're not getting that, you need to move on. The next set of lyrics are, I love this shit, by the way. Um, it goes, the more you motherfuckers doubt, the more ambitious I get. You can line my haters up, every one of them motherfuckers. When I open up, open up my eyes, I see none of them motherfuckers. So, man, I, I the haters are going to hate. <laughs> and fucking, you know, that's a hashtag that shit all day long. But I watched, as I built my own career... People that I normally thought were friends or family, as I got more success, they just started to disappear. They started to fade away. If they were around, they take their jabs, they take their shots, and they look for little reasons to fucking nitpick to make themselves feel better. And I just like, sorry, man, that I'm more successful than you. And not once did I ever think that, but now that you're being an asshole, now I am. And Haters will give you a non-stop source of energy to go do better. There's nothing more I like than when someone talks shit and says, you're never going to do this, or it doesn't matter what it is. I've had so many people in my life just try to say, you can't do it, you're never going to do it, and just hate, hate, hate. And it's like, that shit drives me more than anything. If you're... You think about it, as a teenager, if your parents say no, it just gives you more incentive to go do it. And I think that's the same sense with haters. And it's a never-ending power source because they will never stop. And they will continue feeling you until the end of the, end of the days. Like, if you want fuel to go do amazing shit, just go find some haters. And don't get upset and don't get mad. Use that shit to just go prove them wrong. Because when you prove them wrong and you end up on fucking top, it is great revenge. And, you know, Confucius had that line where, you know, someone that seeks revenge should dig two graves. And I'm like, fuck that shit. No, I'm going to dig one grave and I'm going to bury your ass in it. And it might be on the aggressive side, but no matter what you do in life, when you start to have success, other people are going to tear you down. So... As he says, and never settle, the more you motherfuckers doubt, the more ambitious I get. It's, dude, when people doubt you, let it be a flame lit under your ass to just go blow it up bigger than they ever imagined and prove every single one of those motherfuckers wrong. Um, there's a, another line, two lines towards the end of the song. When you speak in logic to some motherfuckers that ain't logical, 
they know a room they know a room full of hating ass motherfuckers ain't an obstacle and uh i think ti had a line very similar to the speaking logic to motherfuckers ain't illogical but i gotta say some days i just give the fuck up trying to get through to people you try to be logical you try to give them like a, a, a foundation on where you're coming from your opinion is literally almost bedrock in certainty and they still look at you like you're stupid and you gotta look at them and just think you know what I'm trying, you know, you're completely getting emotional right now. Your way of thinking's fucking off. Um, I'm trying to speak logical to you from a point of experience, and you just want to argue all fucking day. So, at some point, you just need to let them go fuck it up. And it's one of those things that you wish you could monetize told you so's, because you would make so much fucking money by... <laughs> getting money for told you so's and you realize people don't think about they do think let me back up on that they know exactly what the fuck they're doing someone can know they're making a huge mistake you can look them in the eyes and tell them they're making a huge fucking mistake yet they will go do it and there ain't nothing you can do about it the dumb part is they know they are fucking up when they are fucking up so, there's just no sense in speaking logical to people that aren't logical. It's, now that when I see someone about to make a bad fucking mistake, you know, maybe I fling a fucking comment or two over and then fuck it, let them go. There's just, they know they're doing it. So they either think that there's not going to be any repercussion, or they give such a little fuck about the repercussion that's going to come their way, that it just doesn't matter. So, at some point I'm saying, save your breath. We've all done this with families and friends. We, you know, don't date this person or don't don't quit that job or whatever, whatever it is. We try to give them advice, but they always fucking know better. And, you know, it's, as I got into my late 30s, I just had to look back at people that are, you know, sometimes 10 years, 15, young, 15 years younger than me that are telling me I'm fucking wrong when they're about to make the same fucking mistake that I made. And I'm like, look, motherfucker, then go do it. And then you can just sit back and watch them fail because they just don't want to listen because somewhere you woke up one morning and you thought you were smarter than everyone else on the fucking planet. Let them fail, man. Shit, sometimes it ain't even worth the argument anymore because people don't want to listen to shit. And then when they get in a spot they don't like or they're not where they want to be, they blame everything else in the fucking world but themselves because they don't understand causality. They don't understand that cause and effect, motherfucker. You did this and it ended up on that. Or you didn't do this, so this ended up this way. Never accept responsibility for that shit. It's always somebody else. And then one more line towards the end just to close this out. I had a million motherfuckers that told me I wouldn't make it. Then I sold a million records. The, the talent, you can't take it. So, for my own life, and I think that's probably 90% of people listening to this podcast, how many times you had someone tell you, you know, you weren't going to make it. You know, where I came from, I wasn't supposed to make it. Most people didn't escape, you know, where I came from. Most of them either, you know, got on the line at Ford that was... 
you heard me talk about in other podcasts, that was everyone's big dream was to work for the four, the big three, get online, and, you know, live a good life, to be honest. It was a nice middle-class life for, you know, people without a, without a significant amount of skilled trades. So, you know, big dream was, or, or shit, you know, becoming a fucking postman or something that paid money and, and had retirement. But other than that, like, you know, my friends went to fucking jail. You know, some of them ended up dead. It wasn't the worst place to live. And I've talked about that in the past, but it was in that area where if you wanted to get in trouble, you could. And there just wasn't a lot of talk of college and wasn't a lot of entrepreneurial shit type, you know, shit going on. So if you ever tried to do anything ambitious, it got squashed really quick, whether it was your friends or your family. Um, and no one had a whole lot of high hopes where I came from. So when you tried doing something ambitious, it just kind of, it just got stomped on. And I remember as, you know, I was in my late teens, I just got my, my tech career going and, you know, you hear your family members, you know, how are you going to do that? Or how do you do that? Or you can't do that. And I mean, what the fuck do you mean I can't do that? And you know, what it was, was just, you know, learning, playing with fucking computers all night and networking equipment and just reading a shit ton of books. And these people didn't understand that. You know, all they understood was struggle and trying to get by and excuse making. They didn't understand what it was like to sit around and try to kill two 500-page books on, on networking over a weekend. They were getting drunk or fucking high and just doing whatever, to be honest. So trying to explain to them, I'm going to do this to get here, they would just constantly say, you can't do it or you're never going to make it. And that's why they ended up stuck in that life is this is the way they thought and being a product of your environment fucking sucks when you don't know it and when that's all you know that's all you know and i don't think it's an excuse anymore right you can jump on google and get an answer to anything but at that time if you try to do anything ambitious you just got shot down and what i learned is through you know the next 10 years of my life going into my you know late 20s early 30s it didn't matter what the fuck i did because of where i came from it was automatically thought that I couldn't do it. And, you know, I had a successful career in tech. I went on to launch several companies in my 20s, and I can't count how many people said I wasn't going to make it. It was the wrong companies, the wrong businesses, the wrong sectors. I didn't have the right skills. I had no education, so I couldn't possibly fucking succeed. And all the excuses I heard in my 20s was ended up being a bunch of bullshit. Um, you know, I built my first house and I had at least, you know, fucking 10 people tell me, you don't know nothing about building a house. And, well, guess what? I did it. But it doesn't matter because the first thing out of people's, people's mouths is always how you can't do it. So, every time I hear that line, I had a million motherfuckers that told me I wouldn't make it. <laughs> it's like, well, shit. It doesn't matter what the fuck it was. Everyone's always trying to tell you how you can't or you won't. And... There is no greater feeling in the world than just proving everybody wrong. And for all those people that say, you know, revenge, revenge is a waste of time. I'm like, no, revenge is a great energy source. It, it drives you to succeed and nothing feels better than proving everybody wrong. And maybe you're not doing a hundred percent to just prove people wrong, but it just fucking feels good. But that is my thoughts on Jeezy's Never Settle. 
if you like this episode, please share it with a friend or a colleague. And we're trying to grow this thing. You can't hate me for that. But that's all I got till the next episode. I'll catch you until then.